Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, this is Captain Poodle speaking. Are you ready to find love? Death ahoy, matey. Love. Exciting and new. Go online. Hmm. They're catfishing you. Shocker. Fiance. Soon you'll be flying to parts unknown. 90 day Beyonce. Marrying someone you only met on your phone. Be they French or Chinese, a brand new K1 visa's the key. Ooh, the key to what, poodle? To. It's reality, let's love. Well, Pee Wee, Pee Wee, I told you he, we got all dolled up and all that stuff. I got Botox for him, and and I got I got, I got my hair done. He didn't huh? say anything about it. I'm so glad you let me stay, Mom. Thanks so much. I was worried you're gonna get rid of me. Not yet. I mean. What? I said you look good today, Pee Wee. Thanks, Mom. When can we kill Cody? <laughs> Yo, it's, the, Yo, single it's life. the single life season two, Attack of the Trolls. Living that single life, dating around without my wife. Ooh-ooh. Okay, <laughs> that was a play on Spotlight, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, when we used to do Sissy Spotlight and a segment no one cared about. <laughs> Y'all, we get messages every once in a while. They're like, hey, would you, you should record people t- doing an audio thing on the show. And I'm like, yeah, we did. And no one ever <laughs> sent anything in. People are like, I guess they just got rid of it. No, y'all got rid of it. <laughs> we were like, they're going to be so happy to leave a voicemail. And we'll play it on the show. And we, we, did it for our, no. we did it for our $15 level of our Patreon. No We're, one we're sorry, cared. y'all. This isn't Fraser Crane's show. Yeah. You're not going to get to call in and leave a fucking yeah. message. Mostly because you know, I've had every fucking thing that happens on this show. And I'm not going to let you in well, otherwise. Also, you're not going to get it because we didn't ruin it. You did. <laughs> we were like, oh, do we have a spotlight? No, nothing. No, not this week. Okay, okay, I guess we're... What about this next no. week? No. Mm, still nobody. Oh, Eliza. Eliza left one last week. <laughs> yeah. She called again. <laughs> we love you, Eliza. We love you, Eliza. <laughs> we do. Um, very much. So, okay, anybody. So, all uh, right, everybody. I just said, okay, anybody. Okay, okay anybody's. Anybody. Anybody's. Wait, have I talked about what's that story yet? You haven't. You said that in the most Most, dismissive way. You haven't. You haven't, because this is going to be a long... I'll save it to the free show. I feel like you should save save it it for the free free show. I'll save it for the free feed. Yeah, we saw it together. We enjoyed it. But um, we'll talk about it. The character of anybody's just laid me bare. I never thought that that role could be like that. Oh. We need to move on. Anyway, so many things I want to talk about. Y'all, this Y'all is season go see two. that movie. Go see West Side Story go on Christmas. Zoo. Go see it. Um, sick of hearing people saying musicals don't well don't do well at the box office. I will I'm sick of it. Um, I will say people like will comment or ask. They'll say, "I'm thinking about seeing, it, but is it good as the, the first one?" I'm like, "It's better." And then every single person that came back said, "You were right." 
You mean as good as the first one? Oh, I, I don't want to compare the two. Well, but people are. I mean, it's, it's, Yeah, but I don't think you can compare a movie that was made in the 60s with, according to those standards, for a movie that was made 60 years later. But uh, about the same subject matter? Yeah, you know No, are. it's the same story. But I'm saying to say something is better or worse. But people are going to do that. If you... But do you really think it's better? If you fucked a guy in his 20s... And then he, you fucked him again in his 40s? Wouldn't you compare it? Uh, no, unless he'd had complete revisions done to all of his story, his storyline, his body, uh-huh. and everything else. So I don't think I could compare the two. Oh, okay. I would. Because it's, like- it's not the same person. This is, now it's, it's illustrative of different ideas. We're, we're living in piece, works of art take on the characteristics of the time they're living in. I agree. I totally agree with you. But no, I'm, I'm just saying, saying, I don't think it's fair for you to say one's better than the other. But I think people are. I think people... No, you, you said, when someone yeah, asked you, so you think the film is, you, you think you can say that film is better than the original. To me, um, I, just don't, I don't think those comparisons are fair. That's okay. what I was saying. Yeah, okay. But you, but you do. You do, do think they're fair. Yeah, I think in this case I do, yeah. But I also 100% agree with you. It's representative of the time. Right. So it's... So uh, I'm saying there shouldn't be a judgment. But people, I think when people that are coming to me saying, though, they are already... So the, the questioner is always a- already asking me if it's... They're saying, but the first one's so good. Oh, I see. So I'm saying I thought it was. I think it th- thought it was better. And so when they're coming to ask me that, I'm, that's what I'm going to answer. But I could because I could give a long answer and say what you just said, <laughs> and they're going to roll their eyes and say delete, tweet, delete, tweet, delete, tweet. I just, I. I but I agree. Uh, well, save it for the free show. It'll be a okay. good thing to talk about. Yeah, good idea. All right, y'all. Because- I need to discuss this with you because I think there's a better way to saying that that. That doesn't discount the, the the movie that was made in the sixties. Sure, <laughs> I don't care anymore. Let's talk about the single life, y'all. Okay, so this is called "Leave You and Deceive You." Why is it called that? Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, Maybe it's a big cred thing because we're not talking. No, about no, him. no. I think "Leave You" is Sinjin and "Deceive You" is Jennifer. Well, she did. Yeah, she did. Yeah. But first, y'all, we're going to talk about debt on her. Date with Jay. Boy, this had a turnaround I didn't expect. I was a little shocked about this. Um, but because Jay seems odd. Yeah. But then Debbie's not. Kind of looks like if a, if a raccoon was enlarged to the size of a human being, but was older. <laughs> and had a red nose. Yeah. It's a very red nose. Kind of a combination of a badger. A human yeah. badger yeah, and that. a raccoon. Yeah. With a, with a little walrus thrown in. Yeah, he, he does look like a living embodiment of a character. What's that from? Uh, is it the Toad, Toad's Place? The one where there's like, <laughs> there was Badger. Toad Hall. Toad Mr. Hall. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. All they of did what? But all of those little animals. He does look like one of those. He does look like one of those. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's what he's you like just when said. I when I first saw him, she she looked when I first saw her. I thought she had an elderly side to her. Looked on the elderly side, but like, but then she, then she was then she got all like dolled up, and I was impressed. I was impressed. And the producer's like, "Why didn't you say that to her?" And he's like, "Oh, I thought I did. What? I thought I did uh, give it time, but you know what? I'm going to take her to a nice place called Hunt Ridge Trap Tavern." <laughs> It's this a, is a fucking dive bar. It's a dive bar. It's a little sketch. Someone someone wrote in saying this is actually a historic place. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. But anyway. Well, then that, maybe it's kit. And so it is, it's super awkward. And uh, he said, saw they said some games over there. There's just some, because there's just some awkward silence, y'all. Y'all, these date games, I guess this is okay for uh, other people. I think... I, it gets people talking, I guess, but some of these things will make will get uncomfortable. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say so. You go, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know it would. Yeah, it's silence. Not, I'm. It just depends on your personality. If you're the type that we have to play a game for you to talk to me, you and I are not a match. I agree, and you're that way too. Some people, however, are not. Especially, I imagine. 
people that feel either introverted yeah. or are shyer but still want to date. See, I'm an introvert. But you're also a whore. <laughs> True. So, but I'm saying I can talk to one person at a time. Introverts can talk to usually introverts are much better one on one. They are people. usually better one on one. But still I'm but whether it's shyness, introvert, which is not the same thing. Right. Or it's someone who is just um um is I don't know, I guess not that socially awkward. Yeah, social awkwardness. They could be a good thing for that. And I think Debbie and, is, in this case it worked out really well. Yeah. So they're playing the game and one says, uh what's you're attracted to uh someone you meet and talking about for one night stands. One night stands. And yeah. he's like, No, I don't do them. Debbie's like, I would. I, I did would. them in the sixties. Sure did, Mom. <laughs> I was there for all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Still remember that party on the beach? Oh, I had sand everywhere. <laughs> and then the next one's like, Jay says, you're offered to be $100,000 to be on a centerfold. And immediately Debbie's like, hell yeah, yeah I'd do it. And it's he's, a lot of money. I hope I get on the good side, Mom. <laughs> and so, and Debbie says, I'm having a good time, enjoying myself. Um, but, and he says, all of a sudden, beach, yeah. he just goes... What if you were looking on the beach and you see what, some people? Yeah, you that, walking around and they're having sex, and and David's like, "No, you walk away." He's like, "No, you take pointers." Jay, you learn it from others, and I was like, "Okay, he's a little Jay. freaky." Good for you, Jay. And then they're having a good time in life, and he's like, "Well, hate to cut this short, but work got to go home. Work comes first in my life." That was wasn't that weird how he said that? it was. It, then, I just think he's awkward. Well, really also, awkward. I think this has come up as a point of contention in past relationships. So he wants to make it very clear that work comes first. Right. What happened? Who sent you a dick pic? No, it's my you, it's my my family and my cousins. Uh, everyone's texting about. Why don't you to, read that later to... when we're not performing a podcast? <laughs> you just looked on your phone. I looked for my phone last to look for a song that went over horribly. <laughs> that no didn't work. That didn't, didn't even work. go over horribly. I, I would use my watch sometimes when I was waiting for cancer reports from my father, but not to know who's bringing the fucking green bean casserole <laughs> to Christmas. No, no, this is my Why my don't you cousins. check in? Fine, I'll do it later. So, they, you just want to know when you're going to be able to leave your mother's house and go drink with your cousins. Kinda, kinda, yeah. yeah. So, uh, also, I can't. We can't be inside of a bar. I, I, ha- I will not do that. We well, find isn't someplace. the weather going to be cold? Um, they have is heat it, lamps. Is it going to be like warm that. though? Maybe while you're there. Can we not? Can we focus on the item at hand? You're, you're looking on your phone, not even focusing. Uh, anyway, he says I got to get up early for work because work's important. And he said, but Important. could we continue this on another date? Huh? And so I was like, okay. What'd he say, Mom? I know, Pete. We gotta, I didn't know what he say about it. Boy, color me surprised. Uh, we're not going to kill him just yet, Pee Wee. Oh, man. I was going <laughs> to get happy. So uh, he says, you know, just you're just a plain Jane. And Debbie's like, what? She's like, that's not a what nice way. He's Can like, we kill him now? It's like, maybe, Pee Wee, let me explain to And he said, no, I you're like that you're just person. a normal person. Like, say that. Now, and she's like, he's funny. And then Jay said, we could continue this all night if I didn't have to work. Well, anyway, he, he walks her to the door. She gets in the door. He gives and her a hug. Gives her a hug. And, and then he says to camera, maybe next time we'll get into more of my background. Because there gun, is something, gun, gun. there's something in my past she needs to know about. What is it? What three I, balls? <laughs> um, um, I've been in jail. Yeah, um, I think he's been incarcerated. Okay, I think um, uh, bad divorce, witness protection. Oh, he couldn't do the show. Possibly, <laughs> possibly. I, I you don't like just get out of witness protection you don't. until someone dies who wants to put a hit on you. That's true. That's true. Uh, I think it's he's been incarcerated, or um, because I don't think children would be a problem at that time. No. Um. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. Maybe incarceration. Probably uh, drug addiction. Past. Mm. But I don't know. What would you tell someone on the second date? Seven wives. Ooh. 
Could have, I could see a lot of wives. Extra toe? Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Debbie's going to be fine with almost anything. Yeah, none of that. Anything we just said, Debbie's still in. <laughs> just so y'all know. So let's talk about Sinjin, y'all. This is actually a really sad, this sad like, yeah. segment uh, that I found myself, Moved. I teared up. I'm just going to say this now. I, I'm i so, I'm actually almost on the verge of heartbroken for Tania. Me too. I feel really sorry for her because... I feel sorry for him too. He lost... I do feel sorry for her, him. I think what I feel sorry for Tania, we told this, but the lie that she's been telling to herself about what Sinjin could be in yeah. her life is finally, she realizes that was all just her, her own lie. Yep. Y'all, he's moving out the next... Because what's so sad is... He's moving out the next morning. It, Poodle has said this before. Tania really presented herself like she was a cool girl, yep. this empowered woman. And she is an empowered woman, but empowered women. But this cool Powerful, girl, empowered but, woman, y'all. He's m- going to start to drive to Arizona to live with his friend. She's like, "I'll ride with you." She offered to go on the road trip. He said no. So she, we see her getting ready. We're like, "Oh, what's she getting ready?" She comes in in a robe, all her makeup on, and she wanted to have like a romantic fun night the night before he's leaving her. Oh, I was like, Nia, honey, this is a rookie move. This is a rookie. Uh, well, this is a codependent move. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um. Anyway, it is. She's like, do you recognize these? These are our wedding glasses. And I was like, and those they're, are hideous. They're disgusting. <laughs> they are so gross. <laughs> They're horrible wedding glasses. They're awful goblets, yes, too. And they're like glass, and then red, <laughs> and they're cheap glass. We'll find out later. Oh, when she said wedding glasses, I, I went. Got it too. Oh, <laughs> golly! So they're not, they're not even like Pier One on no, sale glasses. No, no, no. It's Pier awful. One had great awful, glasses. Awful, awful. So Sinjin says, "R.I.P. Pier One. I think it's still open online." <laughs> Sinjin said, I'm so sad that this couldn't last. And he's like, uh, and, and Sinjin says, you look fucking sexy. She says, thank you. And she said, well, I feel like you didn't try as hard as he could but have. Before that, he said, I feel like I have almost has his ease now that we're breaking up. She kind of looked at him and that was why. That was, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And she's like, and, and I think this is so interesting, you guys, that Tania is bound and determined to make him feel like the one who is wounding her here. Yes. Um, and, and, and also yet to feel sa- bad. And yet at the same time, I think she wants to tell him what he needs to hear for. Yeah. It, I, it is both of both those things. She is right where Sinjin Tanina basically says, you lived your life to make me happy here. And in a way he did. I think Sinjin's kind of selfish, but... But he's also this, he never will, he will never it kind of speak to his own needs. Right. And, but it was Tanya, Tania say, saying things like, you really are starting to like her because you've I know, been calling I'm her trying Tanya to yeah, I know. and it's really, it's really offensive to me. You need to <laughs> fucking fix it. Um, she basically says things like, you know, you are living your life for me and I told you not to. I told you not to. She told him not to, Y'all, but her actions did not. Y'all. Her actions, she made yeah. him focus on her. Yeah. Yeah. And she will always have that out of saying, I told you not to make me your focus here. She you said, need I to be told you here. I would move somewhere else. And she said, but you knew I wanted to, I liked living by my family, but I would have moved somewhere else. And I went, that's really unfair. Cause that's really saying that, that's really saying, hey, I know you thought you were making the best decision, yeah, but you fucked up. And it and does, didn't make a because it's not like he did made a bet. He was trying to do what he thought was best for his family. And it does seem like they they talk a lot about it. they talk things out endlessly. Constantly. But it's but it's Constantly. all it's all in the same circle and nothing ever really gets resolved. And what's weird, you guys He's trying to support her, even though he's kind of a child emotionally. He's a, yes. But he's a child who wants to support her emotionally at the same time. Yes, because she even says, you were so bored here and you did nothing but complain about how bored and terrible you felt here. But what, but this is, she's spot on. She's like, not, she says choices, 
but she should say what <clears throat> actions were you making to change it? Because Sinjin, because we learned this whenever Tania left, y'all. Sinjin, he actually, it's like he, he that I guess it's the South African in him where he doesn't want to a woman maybe to tell him what to do, even though he's much better than fucking Ronald. Ugh. But just culture, maybe. God, do we ever have to say that name or uh, cover no. him ever Let's again? Hope not. But he says. Fucking terrible. But she's right. Sinjin doesn't act on his own accord to improve his life, really. No, she's right. That's why this is a big deal that he finally is saying things like, I've got to leave. But he only is leaving because she said, if you're dating other people, you have to leave. Yeah. That's what it felt like to me that he was so, leaving so he could date, which is unfortunate. I feel like but they he's are, moving to Arizona, so it's a bigger life change. But I feel like they are a great example of the of a codependent relationship. Yeah. I think they're also a great example of you guys. A different way, though. I'm sorry, let me just preface. A different way that we don't, a lot of time we think, a different way of looking at codependency where they both almost need one another to, um, they they both need one another to um, um, not just love with, go ahead. To fill in their version of how the world should be. Yes, for each of them, and to yes, to they, they yes to they, fix in the other they that's were the, broken the in the person, not even on paper, but they were Sinjin. The thing that this is what I was trying to say. The thing that Sinjin and Tinia bonded <clears throat> over is they're both probably fucking Enneagram fours. Yeah, they've got to be different. They no, Tinia is an Enneagram four. Sin, Sinjin's probably more of a probably more of a five or three. But I think Sinjin still wants to be unique. Yeah. Wants to be different, and they both kind of bond over that they, like you said, filled in the story for what that. Yeah, I picked up and travel on my own, man. I they, left my home country. It's a it's a more romanticism of life. Yeah, um, which they both have, and because he's a big romantic. Yeah, and the one thing I I think about why why I think this was good to see on television is we were not seeing the traditional person breaking up with someone. And the other person, either either being the person who's broken up with, both of these people are hurting so much. And so a much. breakup does uh, it even 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 if one person's acting like it's not hurting them, it is. It, You're it, just it, not seeing it. And also, sometimes our um, breakups <clears throat> can happen where they're it's you not only still love the person, but you. It's it's painful. So it's painful to stay. Y'all, the reason why people, I think, break up is that, um, the, at least for them, Sinjin realized the pain, and Tania too, the pain of being together is more than the pain yep. of, 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 and, of, the pain of separating is less than the pain of being together, but it's still really painful. And I will say, it was compelling to see these people break up in a way that was we don't usually see on reality shows, because normally it's you break up and it's like it's or even like a John and we or, were just talking about right. Lalu. like they break up or and they're out of the picture. It's dramatic. They and they're back up, together. Or there's one person who's angry and says like that this person's angry and this person is sad or they're yeah. both angry. So when both people are mourning over something great that they had, it's mourning. It's just true mourning. We, we don't often see that on shows like this. We don't, and it's honestly. Kudos to them. This was a really fucking brave thing to do on television. I I was, I applaud them both for it. So anyway, that night he breaks their glass because they get to a fight. They're full on fighting now. He's crying his eyes out. Well, we should say before that he gets really angry and says, um, "Stop blaming me for shit." She says again, "You need to put yourself first in front of me. You wouldn't listen to me." And this is where he, she really tricks him. She said. You and this is y'all because Tania always says if he would listen to me he'll be okay. She knows how to wind is, him and up. He, too. She said if you would have listened to me and what I'm saying you wouldn't be moving. And that's where Sijin just blows up and he says I'm not here to make you happy. She's like that's what I'm trying to say, but it's not because no. And so Sinjin says, I've been trying to make you happy for three and a half years. I'm fucking done. That's when she leaves. He cries on the couch and that's when he literally just breaks that fucking cheap oh. glass. And I think that wasn't intentional. I don't think it was an intentional no. at all. And he even said, this is a metaphor. Our, our relationship is just in pieces. This, I don't, I don't think, I think if there is a, if there is a retrospective of season two of, of moments, I think I'm going to remember this moment. Oh, for sure. Yeah. This is a big moment. Yeah. So 
when Sinjin breaks the glass, uh, the the glass. The next day, you guys, he apologizes. She's apologizing, and they she 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 even admitted. I just kind of know what it takes to get under your skin sometimes. I nag you, yeah. And and honestly, that is the one thing. Tanya's self awareness and the self awareness. Tania's. I'm sorry, I, it's I, getting a I'm going to kick you off the fucking show. <laughs> I will. I will. Tania. Uh, I will call Mary Payne and the, say Poodle can't talk about Tania anymore. <laughs> the problem that. The, the thing about what, what she has given to Sinjin is this a little bit of self-awareness about how he feels. Because I guarantee you didn't really have a lot before he met her. No, and I think he, because he moved all the way to, I think he had to because yeah. he just really took himself out of his life. And they're, so they both can talk through things in a much healthier way than a lot of people. They could. He, he goes to hug her by, his car's packed, he gives her a letter. Oh. And then he... He starts crying. Three protection stones. She starts ugly crying, yeah. y'all. Oh yeah. And he says, even though, even though he said, yeah, we loved each other so much, I always felt like I protected you. So I'm giving you these protection stones. And he said, I love protecting you, oh. and I hope these stones. This will. one I cried a little bit. And so he said, I want you to find happiness. I want you to be happy. I'll always love I lo- you. I always love you. She's like. <laughs> He's, cr- I mean, I just wrote, this is, I, I'm going to say it again. I just wrote, this is fucking brave. Yeah. This was like riveting television. But I think this has been the most adult-like breakup we've ever seen on Night Day Fiance. I think ever. Yeah. I think we could, for us, ever. And, and I'm going to say this probably, in a weird way, the healthiest breakup? Yes. And probably that we ever will see. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. For a while. Yeah. Maybe when um, they broke up, but I bet, um, what's her name? What's her name who became a lesbian? Or not became, a, but they went into a lesbian relationship, then now she's with a guy. Chelsea and Ch- Ymir. Ch- Ymir. I bet they had a very, Chelsea was like, listen, we're going to have to break up because yeah. I'm in love with Susan. <laughs> and and he's like, what? What? Mylovox? Mylovox? Mylovox. She's like, you're going to write a new single about it and it's going to be great. It's like okay, I promise. It's like we could, you know what? They probably had a good one. They probably yeah. had a good breakup. But yeah, all these other motherfuckers, y'all, yelling, throwing things, screaming. They, yes, Yamir, put him on the single life. No one remembers him anymore. But they would. It's such a good. They really should go back. And He's these, older now. He was on uh, the Bears uh, All. Bears All. But they should do that. They should bring back some of the, y'all because you know some of these relationships are ended. That is true. A lot of them have, have been around though. That's true. Uh There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, Lord. Let's just get this over with. Maybe sunrise surprise. Oh, that one's pretty. No, it's got lilies. God, Jaybird lilies are for funerals. You know that. Poodle, what are you doing? By the height of your hair, I can tell you're stressed. Stress doesn't even begin to cover it, Maddie. We're about to go on tour again, so I've got to get the perfect flower arrangement picked out for Mother Poodle for her upcoming birthday. I don't know if you're aware, but she's a little choosy when it comes to flowers. I was once berated for sending a bouquet that was too pink and not enough purple, and don't even get her started on baby's breath. Whoa. Well, maybe instead of flowers this year, you could get her an original song from Songfinch. Songfinch! Yes, our Canadian fans love the song we had written for them. And a Songfinch original song won't arrive with a bunch of half-dead flowers and weeds. Sissies, are you trying to find the perfect gift for someone special in your life but feeling overwhelmed? Finding a truly unique gift that they'll actually love can be challenging and frustrating. That's why we're so excited we discovered Songfinch. It's such an amazing, thoughtful gift, and it's easy and fun to make. That's right. Songfinch lets you create an original radio-quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. Songfinch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. 
Then an actual Songfinch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. They also have unique add-ons that make the gift even more special, like a vinyl record of your song or a one-of-a-kind piece of art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. And y'all, we were absolutely blown away by our song, Finch Song. They had all of our inside jokes in it, and our sissies loved it. It really summed up everything we wanted to say to our fans for helping us get to where we are today. Whether your song is for Father's Day, an upcoming graduation, wedding, or an anniversary, or even a mother poodle birthday gift, or just a gift to show your loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in one of Song Finch's top artists. Don't waste another dollar on more stuff. Get a radio-quality original song that's totally unique to your relationship. It only takes four to seven days, but the song will last forever. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free, so you and the lucky person you gift it to can listen to it anytime, anywhere. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. Um, can we talk about Unifair uh, and Jesse? From this beautiful moment of a real, raw relationship to just... Dinner with Kakwa. Y'all, by the way, we have followed Kakwa on Instagram. His Instagram used to suck, and now he realized... He has... Let's say he's pumped it up a little bit. Let's just say he's putting putting some shirtless pictures on there. Y'all, his chest looks like North Dakota and South Dakota. Just two broad states sitting by (laughs) each other that you just want to plant your foundation of your home on. Oh, just wide open prairie. Oh, I mean, he is room to graze. He's a man. He's just must. Oh, and it's a huge dick. Huge. Thick, Y'all, thick. I'm telling you now, I am signing up for that OnlyFans, and I'm putting it on. Kakwa. I'm his putting it on Andres. Our, Andres Kakwa. He goes I'm by his surname. Putting it on our our, our business cards. Yes, it's business. My expense. Says, what does it say? O O F Kakwa <laughs> on your billing estate. I said research. Kakwa, you get on that OnlyFans. Get on it. Ooh, so I can get off. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> it's a play on words, you I mean, bitch. Well, I, well, I can just see because Poodle and I are cheap, so I'll I'll sign up for it. Oh and yeah, we'll we're share only doing an one. account, and I'll be like, um, text. Hey, did why are we blocked from Kakwa's account today? <laughs> uh, just, season assist order. Uh, okay, it I was just, sending him too many messages. Uh, okay, well, that was fun while we had it. Yep. So they they are uh, they're at dinner still, and, and well, Jesse he just says, said, "What did you tell him about me?" And he licks his braces lips. He says, uh, uh, "Jennifer's like we do not need to talk about that." And Y'all, she's a horrible liar. Oh, and she is a horrible. And liar. you know the the worst thing she's about a really shitty. The person. worst thing about this uh, s- this scene, you guys, I know because. We all kind of have the worst side of ourselves. It's a little bit Jennifer. And Jennifer was absolutely loving watching Kakwa. Loving it. There was a part of her that was reveling in this. I actually think she's, I went, wow, Jesse's with a worse person than himself. She really oh, is. She's, she's, she's the villain so of gross. She's so, She is actually. She is just sinister. Yeah, Jesse is Jesse in his fake 
weird, passive-aggressive, shaming ways. He thinks he's are, doing the right are thing. Are dwarfed comparatively to yes. hers. He yes. thinks he's doing the right. This she's like fucking Michelle Pfeiffer in Stardust. <laughs> wow. That's a good movie. It's a gay reference. Have you ever seen that movie? Yes, you made me watch I, it. And you liked it. But then when Robert De Niro was gay at the end, I was kind of like, really? I didn't mind that. What's his name was so hot in that movie? Ben Barnes. Is that his name? Charlie ben- something? Charlie Cox? Charlie Cox. I get them confused. That is Charlie Cox. He's Daredevil now. Yeah. Wow. Riveting. Wow. Um, what we learned on our show. Oh, and we just found out about Kingpin on on Hawkeye. It's so good, y'all. You watch Hawkeye? Oh, I watch all the Marvel. That's like the one thing. I, it's so good. Hawkeye, Hawkeye is so is good. good. Haley Steinfeld is great on it. Jeremy Renner is great. It's a great show. Love it. I just think Jeremy Renner comes off as a punk to me. Oh, and there's just something about it. He's got like a fat face you want to punch. Like Yeah. Even when he's thin, he's got kind of like puffy cheeks and you just want to like slap him no in the just face. the actor it's the actor that bothers me i, I don't know why that. and the the woman that plays um uh oh i tried loki but i couldn't get into it um i i liked loki but it took like about three or four episodes to get into but then it kind of all started to make sense when he met the girl loki and who thanks for the spoiler there. Um, well, no, you know, there's a bunch of never going to watch it now. It was good, though. You would like the end of you would like because it kind of goes off the rails. I love Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. Did you ever see the thing where he talks about his bisexuality? Yes. Y'all Loki was gay. No, he was bi. He was bi. He's whatever. He's been like. But anyway, no, the woman that plays um, Scarlett Johansson's sister. Who plays oh, who, yeah, from, yeah, yeah. from the Black Widow movie. She's in Hawkeye too, and she's great. And her mom, oh, that actor, you would like that we actor. We need to move on. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Remind me never to talk about Marvel. Y'all, it's only Nerd six out. episodes. And speaking of Eliza, she's freaking out right now, going, Yes. Uh so I wrote down she loves this, and they asked, Jesse asks about about Takakwa, were you in a relationship? And finally, Finally, Jessica, uh, Jennifer says, we dated for a little bit for like two months. And, and Jesse's Kakwa, like, it's pretty obvious. And um, Kakwa looks at Jesse and says, you're all red. Yeah, he says, you're all red. And, and he was. And, because Jesse feels humiliated right here in front of this alpha male, which he thinks he is. Jesse is not. Jesse's not smart, but he's not stupid. But y'all, even... Even if they don't know how to react to it, even the the we can all feel energy. Oh yeah, it's 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 innate to us. Now we you, might we not. To, we have to turn off something not to feel it. We yeah, like you have to be like a full on sociopath not to. Yeah, but even then, sociopaths feed off. They know that energy and they feed off of it. Y'all, he says he's <clears throat> obviously something's going on, and he's it's he gets it, and he he even says, "I don't want there to be confusion." On each side. And meanwhile, Kakwa is like, I'm sure when she breaks up with Jesse, she's going to be with me. And Kakwa does this fucking such a transgressive move in English. She says, for me, never I leave you to Jennifer. He said, never I leave you. And Kakwa says to Jesse, what's the most important thing for you? And Jesse says, well, a relationship. If I don't have a partner, then I have nothing. And he's like, okay. So you're, you're, you think you're going to have a relationship with her. And, and Jesse doesn't really answer the question. Mm-hmm. And tr- the, later on, they they finished with dinner. And <laughs> Jesse said, I thought this was her gay best friend. <laughs> and and oh, Je- I Jesse says, trust is number one for me. Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Jesse's just spouting out Instagram platitudes so, at one point. But here's the deal, y'all. They're in the car. Jennifer fucking... And in like, not in like a... Y'all, we've seen people lie on this show... And you can tell that they're kind of probably doing it a little bit for cameras or kind yeah. of it's fakery. Like if you want, we just put, po- we posted our Instagram, but the guy who went on the date with Stephanie, um, actually, oh yeah, we should talk about that single live. Yeah. The guy who went on a date, he wrote an article called like, I went on In a medium. I, medium. medium. I went on a date with a girl from 90 Day Fiance who sells farts sells in the job, whatever. It was a funny article. It's a funny article, but it it was very validating to Poodle on because everything we kind of said about was Stephanie. dead on. About, not about Stephanie, just about Stephanie, but also about the way this show the was show conducted. Works. Yeah. Anyway, it was like one thing, this is just because we've talked about this like with um, 
on before the 90 day is that like one of the rules the producers tell them 90 day fiance does not exist right you don't not talk about it and went okay that's why that's why uh uh baby woman lisa new baby gl never mentions that she saw right him on so the show on. doesn't exist doesn't which exist. is such a smart oh yeah what just happened outside your door? Someone drinks a lot of wine in this building, and they're putting oh. their they're putting their uh, oh. recyclables. Which one? <laughs> I don't know. I but oh. I just I you just don't hear look them out doing the window. It. No, because I let people live their lives. You oh you you just couldn't make. No, it. you're just so you, fucking nosy. You, You'll no. always do it. Tell me you haven't go to look and you didn't make it in time. Maybe exactly. So she's just fucking, and he's like so. Um, I thought you were friends. She's like, there was nothing. It was never serious. Lie he said one. there was no relation. She said there was no relationship. We were dating, and he lie said you could have been honest. You could have just said that you're dating someone. Lie number lie two. Number two. Well, there was no intimacy. Well, no. Lie number two was she was never in a relationship. Oh, okay. So yeah, she said that. And so they she were lied dating. Again. We weren't in a relationship. And, and Jesse the- fools on says so. There was no fucking. Because no, no intimacy. We didn't. We didn't. We did. now. She says. Then she in, in her in the moment, like immediately, she says intimacy in is a very wig. big word. Big word. And did you see Jesse's face? Kind of look. He knows they fucked. Oh yeah. By the way, were you upset at yourself that you got a little turned on when Jesse said the word fucking? A little bit, a little bit. I did too. fucking her. So but yeah, they. He knows y'all. He kind of look. His face turns red again, and he kind of looks out the window, and then he looks at her, and she says, "I'm telling him that we again, never had in- intimacy." I could not believe. And the producer I was said, having empathy for Jesse. Yes, and the producer he cannot said, believe. So you've never had sex, and she With said, Kakwa. "No." And the producer's <gasps> like, "Uh, Gary." We, Gary, Gary, Gary rolled the tape. Right, short thing, boy, short thing, boy. Yeah, y'all. Oh, we just found Gary. Gary did the equivalent. We did, the producers did the equivalent of Gary roll the tape. Gary roll the <laughs> And they they told her, yeah, Kakwa said you were, he was the best sexual partner you ever had. And then they show the tape of him saying it. And she goes, y'all, she doesn't blink. She, this is why she is like fucking evil. Yeah. She just smiles and just she said, blink. she's like, no, she's he's like, just lying he's to bragging. people. He's bragging. He's bragging. We never got that far. He's lying. Now, even, even if she, I'm going to use this as an example. Even if she is right and they never got there, she is fully insinuated. It used to happen. She loves that he talks about it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Even it's, so it's just as bad in a way. So you're telling me. Jennifer's talking about that sex is the most important thing in the relationship yes. and you have to yes. have sex so quickly yes. and you dated that guy yeah. who's like fucking a Disney cartoon version of just f- dick. <laughs> You're telling me that you dated that guy and you never had sex with him. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. That y'all. No. Yeah. That's like poodle. Going on a date with Kakwa and Ugh. not. Ooh, he'd earn his name by the end. He would barely make it out of the Uber. <laughs> <laughs> Can we stay here? Yeah. He was like, just tip him more. Uh, that's all I've got. All right. Oh, Shall we go into Nitli? Drive, Jalanta, drive! <laughs> Jalanta. Uh, uh, I'm desperate for child. Yeah. Someone just knock me up now. Knock me up now. Y'all, they're going to the beach, her and Jolanta, and they're going to go see Ryan. Remember her hairstylist. Wow. We can't pay. We have to pay friends for her. Oh, boy. Jolanta might be her friend, Yolanta. But Ryan is her stylist, y'all. Ryan is her stylist, y'all. He he charged. I hope, Ryan, I hope you charged your day, right? Uh, so y'all, they're talking about her slapping Johnny. She's like, he wanted to touch me all the time. And, and she's the like, thing I'm is, like animal that needs shh, shh, shh. I'm like a wild <laughs> fair kit and I need someone to put it. Now here it is. She said, Natalie says, the thing here with Natalie, y'all, Natalie, we find out Natalie in a way, this is what I tell therapists all. People would come to me and they'd be like, I need to know why. I need to know why. Natalie has the awareness of why. Yeah. Y'all, why does not fix your problems? It's as I said before, it's the what, the how, the when, all that kind of stuff that you have to put in place of behaviors to actually fix 
any type of physical, emotional problem in your life. Because Natalie said, she's like, I tried to kiss him and I hit him. And Jolanta says, are you crazy? <laughs> Jolanta's like, you see this rock? That's what happened that, when I just closed my eyes and I let him kiss me. And Natalie says, I think maybe I translated it wrong. And that's where she says that she's been a cat. And she's, she goes into like, she's so hurt. And she's so, she can't be able to trust. Well, here's the thing. And I want to, I want to, I want to put, I want to separate Natalie's experience from just simply having boundaries. That's not what this is. This That's is a good a, point this is to a, make. Yeah. This is a trauma response to being touched or yeah. having personal space issues. That's a trauma response. And I think actually they didn't seem to at first, but Ryan and Jelantic came about in a healthy way of it, trying to explain that difference because they were trying to say, but if you like someone, right? Jelantic said, "What's wrong with a kiss on the cheek?" And, or a kiss on the first date or sleeping and, with and someone. And Jolanta says, they're not going to be able to read your mind. And Natalie's like, you're wrong. You're wrong. I did that. And, and well, at first, she completely spirals. Out. And Jol- yeah. I want to say something that really kind of bothered me, y'all. I am fucked up with my, what is she like? I, I am fucked up with. I'm fucked up with my brain. brain. I don't I'm trust. fucked up in my brain. <laughs> but I will say this, y'all. I don't really like to do this a lot on this show, but. This is heresy, and we have a. This is a exclusive. Probably you're only going to get here. <laughs> a, a vicious, vicious, vicious lie was told on this show. Jolanta looks right at Ryan and says, "Ryan, are you single?" And he said, "Yeah, I'm single." And she said, "Do you kiss on the first day?" <laughs> and I screech. And Ryan goes, "Um, <laughs> rarely." <laughs> Don't it, it's happened uh, maybe once or twice, uh, y'all, y'all. It's um, it's when it's we don't want to speak for all gay people, but we're gonna speak for all gay. Yeah, people. I'm gonna speak for, for all, all gay, gay people, men. gay men, um, gay men. Uh, here's the thing: when it's happy hour at boy bar, if you're, you're wearing, you've kissed yeah, on the first date. <laughs> when you're wearing that swimsuit and you have those tattoos, you've kissed you've on the kissed first on date. The first date. date. You've jerked on the first yeah, date. You've, got, you've given an old fashioned. <laughs> yeah, an old fashioned, a wristy. Oh, an old fashioned. That's just an old fashioned. Just a good. I hand said job. jerked. Yeah, so yeah, just the same thing. Agree okay. with you. Yeah, I've never heard that as an old fashioned. Oh, yeah, come at me if you call a hand job an old fashioned. Why is it an old fashioned? I don't know. I just heard that growing up. Wow. Did not know that. I had uh, the kid that family, his dad was from, the one kid that said it, the only time I heard it, he was from like East Coast. Like I'd give you dad, an old fashioned. His dad was from Philly and he would say that. And then I noticed we have a mutual friend, Paul, a casting guy, and he's, well, he's from, from Philly. And no, he's, Philly, Philly. And he's called it an old fashioned once too. So, so maybe Philly, it's Philly sissies is is a is a jerk off an old fashioned. Yeah. Okay. Have you heard Risty? No, I think you made that up. No, I've heard Risty too. No, I've never heard it. A Risty. I've never heard of that. What do you call a, a jerk off? A hand job. Boy, you're just crude. <laughs> just crude. Anyway, uh, sorry. I just had to get that out of there. Breaking news. I, I thank you for that because I thought the same thing. But I, I keep wanting to say having boundaries with a date, you guys, which Johnny was touching her a lot. It, instead of reacting like she did, she could have said firmly, no, stop touching me. Do we think Johnny was kind of creepy? Yes. Yes. 100%. So that's why. And I we said good to have boundaries. This is this is this has ceased to be help helpful boundaries. It's actually not even about Johnny. No, it's she's going to act probably this way with ninety nine point nine percent of guys she dates. And Jolanta just says to her, she's like, "Well, you might be missing stuff." And Natalie says, "I'm not a whore." And I think this just tells you, you guys, this is a black and white thinking. This just tells you. In no way is Natalie ready to date. Not in no at universe. All. In no universe is Natalie ready to go out on dates with others by herself on single with other single men. But and we find out the reason she's wanted it's not even because she wants she's desperate for a child and she needs to have a child. She's thirty seven, I think she said. And, and she, at one point, Ryan, her, her age keeps changing. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, and Ryan just gives this yikes face, like, 
I know they pay me for this, but I didn't pay me. I might not have child at all. And then that's where we find out. She says, my mom, after she was born. What? She doesn't say born. How did she say it? Uh, After I was. Came out? After I was brought forth or after I entered world or something. So her mother was with her father. Then she was born. And then he divorced his mom and went with another woman and completely and cut, abandoned cut them. Cut them off. And cut them off. And she off. was raised by her mother and all of the pain. So she was probably raised in this house of resentment to her father. Because her mother seems like the type that is would probably be resentful. Well, she said, I grew up in pain. In pain. And I wrote, and again, y'all, we don't want to be right. We don't. We don't want to be right. We don't want to be right. But again, we we, we call this. this like the first season. Yeah. For because we, I think we were just talking about like two or three months ago, like why we've never heard from her dad. Y'all, there's a reason it's called daddy issues, and uh, and it's a real thing. It's daddy a real thing. issues, mommy issues are a real thing. And Natalie says, which is sad because this is what she thinks about herself. She says she's a complicated, broken person who wants a family. <clears throat> Pardon me. But she's like, there's so much pain inside of me. I can't. That's why you go talk to someone. But it's never going to happen. Maybe Natalie would, but that's just not part. I don't think Natalie's going to use better help. No. <laughs> but I mean, culture wise, but maybe, maybe she would try it. She needs a trauma therapist. Something, she needs an actual trauma something therapist. needs to work through because that's what I'm saying. From season two, when she was in Mike's house, she's trapped in this trauma response, y'all. Yeah. Every time she's stressed, it goes into f- just like her when she was with Yolanta and Ryan. She goes into trauma response then, it, y'all, because it really feels like because um, that, like sometimes she would have uncontrollable laughing in awkward situations. Yep. That's trauma. Yeah, and you. I don't feel for Mike because he's a piece of shit. Yeah. But I understand him. You understand him. And you know that in a lot of ways, I do think probably at first he was trying to do the best that he thought he could. Yeah. Because I do think he cared for her in some weird way. She's not well, y'all. Let let it be known. She's not mentally well. She's not well. And y'all, if you find yourself relating to Natalie, I will say again, like find a therapist, but specifically specifically look for a trauma therapist. I would agree because those responses she's having you guys intense anger intense fear intense laughter that's because your emotions are not yours they're not regulated yeah you're not able to regulate your emotions yeah and Jelanta says to her I know you're scared but you have to do these things you have to go out that's actually bad advice because yeah, I agree. for someone who's just shy or has a little bit of a confidence issue that's okay that's great advice to give but for someone like natalie it's literally every time she goes out it's just opening this wound over uh, and over did you and again again you know the most problem one of the most problematic things said this episode is natalie says i need a child to fill the emptiness and pain a child a husband and I, we've said this over, over and over again. There, if there was, I a, need to find a man of me that makes me if, safe. If there was a reality gaze pyramid of things, remember, guys, this is close to the top. You don't need to find someone who completes you. Because she said, a man who fills me up. Yeah, you don't need. No. Now, I love a man to fill me up, yeah. but, but fill I, me up to the cup. But, but that Crystal Gale song. But I'm saying, be a whole person before you date. Yes, and be that, be a whole person. Be don't looking for the person who's going to be your other half. Your and yet you can find ways to find ways to have someone who who has who does you know you can kind of fill in the other's blanks in some ways. Uh-huh. But don't look for the someone who's going to be the yin to your yang. No, no, it's not how be it your works. Your own yin yang, y'all. Yeah. It you know Ryan said something that be the person you'd like to be with. Be be that. Ryan said the only thing that again, I I think Ryan and Jelanta are being good friends here. They just don't kind of recognize what they're dealing no, with. No, they don't realize but how the only thing, crazy she's I think being. Ryan maybe started to get it because he said you just need to do we just need to do baby steps. Which is like but when I say baby steps, like she the babyest of baby steps. But I agree. Like, she doesn't need to be dating, y'all. Yeah. She needs to go have her eat, pray, love. 
And <laughs> and I think what she's going to end up doing is just trying. But none of that's going to. Drive! Drive! It's not any of it's going to be solved until she has a child. And Natalie's going to figure out a way. She's going to have a child. If there's a father in that child, unless she deals with it, she's going to run him off. And she's going to recreate the pattern. That she's going to yes. grow up raising a child the way her with mom her did mother, hurt, and she's going to be bitter. Oh, you just said it, and I know it's true. Through. As soon as I hear it, yeah. Oh, it hurts that, my heart. That is that is the pattern, and you know I have a good friend who her father left them, and her mother was very still is to this day, even though it's they've been divorced for twenty five years. Mm-hmm. She's still very bitter, bitter, and hates her father. And thank God, my friend. Um, had to work really hard in like therapy and on her own self. It was not, this isn't just like a, this was like three or four years of like really working on herself to kind of just get to a place where she realized she doesn't have to recreate that. And she can be in equitable romantic relationships and not have to replicate replicate what happened with her. Because when you grow up with something, you guys, where else are you going to need to know how the world works? That's where you learn. That's where we learn all of our patterns. So when people say, but you think you'd, but just because your parents did that doesn't mean you have to. No, that's how, how else you're going to see everything when you're younger. Yes, and Natalie, Natalie feels like her mother is probably the only person in the entire universe who understands her. Ugh. So she probably listens to, even though she doesn't want to, she probably listens to what she, her mother has to say. And I bet... That relationship is complicated because I bet Natalie really loves her mother, but I bet a part of her hates her mother. Oh, yeah. Just because she probably blames her mom. Well, that's the show. That's the show, (laughs) y'all. Now that we brought your your childhood trauma and you're just crying in the tub. Boy, I I would, I would, I would. God, the single life is good. I would tell you if you guys, if you're seeing a lot of, if you're a, if if you see a Natalie, if you see a lot of Natalie, and you, you sympathize with her always, and you're going, well, why, why Natalie's a victim in all this? Why is? I would encourage you to take a long look at what your own experiences yeah. are. I I might talk to someone because this is classic. It's traumatic, very, very classic yeah, trauma, trauma response. It's what I was excited about watching the single life, and we don't get them in like the Ed segments, which we don't even watch, and. Nope. Um, or really even in the Stephanie, that's kind of what we learned from the article, y'all. A lot of the Stephanie is just fake. These were the more but emotional They uh, They ones. balance it. They Look, they've got to have reality stars on yep. some of these people, but Debbie, um, Sinjin. Nat- Natalie, Sinjin, this is, I think that be, dating is, I think, the most vulnerable, one of the most vulnerable things humans can do. I agree, it's hard. And watching people do it, it's so it we just we really can use this opportunity to see ourselves in these people. That's why I love that show Dating Around. I love that it. show too. Yeah. Cuz that show was really good about and kind of what 90 Day Fiance does with some of these people, not all of the storylines. They they don't put expectations of where the end game is going to end up on these stories we just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But Y'all, Sinjin's gonna bang a lot of people across America. A lot of eras, all hands across America. He's gonna go to. He, where, where's he driving? Where's she? Connecticut. Uh, yeah, but I think he went to the Appalachian Trail. Sinjin was in South Carolina for a while. All my friends were 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 all about it. Oh wow! Yeah. He. Oh my God! Where are you from? I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind dating a Southern girl or a Gothic girl. Yeah, <laughs> blonde Southern blonde. girl. Anyway, y'all, hey, look, we'll be talking about this still all on our live show, y'all. Come see us in Chicago. It's in our live show, Chicago. Chicago. We got tickets. Chicago, Chicago, Chicago. that title in town. Where are we going to be on Friday the 7th and 8th? Our 8th, the Saturday show is sold out. But the Friday show is not sold it's out. Not, it's about 50%, so we're 50%, good. 50%, so we got plenty of tickets. Bring all your friends. Um, bring... You know what? If you and bring your husbands. No god. Bring. I'm I'm scoping out space for Poodle's playpen there, oh, right god. at the front. Bring your homophobic neighbor, or you know, somebody, <laughs> I think they leave pretty early. Or, yeah, but bring you know, bring somebody who you know who won't gay bash us, but will be offended enough. Bring them too. Oh, I love. That's my favorite audience guest. Who's, who's just, just sm- slightly offended, but can't but can't deny that it was somewhat titillating. To who's them. had kind of their world rocked? Yeah, I Ooh, love yeah. those. Love those. I'll, I'm gonna. I will mind getting fucked by a train of men 
and they'll be offended, but also somehow titillated. <laughs> oh yeah, what does titillated mean for? Oh, approach. Oh, ooh. The, you could do the uh, the signal for approach meeting point. That is. Ooh. Short one. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there it is. I re- I really love this. <clears throat> From Maple Land, Middle Middlebury, Vermont. Love this train yeah, whistle. Me too. Love it. Okay, ages five and up. There you Jesus. go. Y'all, we call these people lonely hearts because aren't we all just lonely hearts looking for love, poods? Yes. And if you look like Mr. Badger from Toad Hall. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, it was a good Christmas, wasn't it? <laughs> So that toad Christmas was wild. And call us. Call us. Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 